are back for another episode of Too Many Men, and we will be focusing on baseball. Major League Baseball, the announcement today from Commissioner Rob Manfred, the first two series of the year have been canceled, uh, mostly because you know it's not like a set time frame he gave, like a week or something. Uh, some of the first two series involve interleague play, and it is incredibly hard to reschedule interleague play. So the first two series for each team of the year are canceled. I believe that runs through April 7th. Opening day was slated to be March 31st. And Zachary Riley. I just can't believe that they started the lockout like uh, pretty much right after the World Series in what he what Rob Manfred said. It was December 1st. Well, all right. Yeah, but it was no, it was a lot earlier than that, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. It was like a month. Yeah. It was still earlier than it should. It was still earlier than it should have been. Remember when we signed Max Scherzer? That they would get a deal done, but then they didn't. Causing the lockout that early was to expedite negotiations, and it didn't happen. They didn't. No, they didn't start meeting until about three weeks ago. Zach, who do you blame for this? Honestly, I I think there's blame on both sides. Okay, Eric, who do you blame? Yeah, I think there's blame on both sides too. Honestly, I, I, think, think. I think both of them should have realized how integral this deadline was, and they needed to figure it out and come to a compromise. It, it's just that simple. They worked a long time last night. They were, yeah, so, they were out till two thirty last night, but seemingly gained no ground. Shout yeah. out to the shout out to the reporters, <laughs> yeah. by the way, who were just apparently just standing there, just watching them walk back and forth. Yeah, I mean, what else are you gonna do? You might not be working here for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Trish, who do you blame? Uh, I blame right now, like, can't they play right now if the owners called them back? If the commissioner called them back, yes. Yeah, so I blame the owners because they're the ones preventing baseball from happening right now. They're the ones saying, we're not going to negotiate with you while you play. You can still have the players play and negotiate at the same time. The owners just want to hold over their heads, look, now you're not going to get paid. Because you're not playing games. I mean, yeah, that's usually how that goes. Yeah. Um, that's what it is. I'm going to say it. Sure. Go ahead. I think there's a little too much blame getting put on Rob Manfred. Well, yeah, it's all. Yeah, it, I don't. Yeah. It's just the guy. I think a lot of people don't understand that he's basically just a figurehead yeah, for like, the owners. Yeah. It's he, not, he's, he's not, he he's a representative of the owners. That's his whole thing. Because a lot of the slander on, go ahead, Trish, go ahead. Sorry, he's basically their lawyer. You can't think of Manfred yeah. as like a commissioner like Goodell is. Manfred is there on behalf of the owners. So he's kind of representing them and representing their interests. So he needs to win this contract for them. Well, I think of Goodell the same. I, I think them all basically the same. They're all just spokesmen for the owners. And if Manfred were to call the players back, you know, that's basically career suicide for him. And I believe that the owners would vote him out. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, this is a man who's been around the block a little bit when it comes to negotiations. You know, he joined Major League Baseball as a concert as a consultant in 1987 when he started working on a collective bargaining agreement then. And he's been basically brought in as a collective bargaining specialist before working his way up to commissioner of the league. He's just a spokesman, basically. He oh, speaks yes. on behalf of the owners. And, you know, a lot of slander on the timeline saying this is his fault. I mean, it's not really no. his fault. He has very little say. Yeah. 
it's all them not accepting or not wanting to concede some things and not wanting to accept, you know, what it is. I mean, you need to figure it out. <clears throat> I mean, Manfred said in his press conference earlier today that they had agreed on some things, uh, universal DH. Um, 12-team playoff. 12-team playoff. The league won 14, but the players yeah. only won 12. Yeah. I don't understand why the players were in such a tizzy over a 14-team <laughs> playoff. I don't. Yeah, I mean, um, if you want it, it twelve already now, I don't know what makes a big difference. Every that. every league, you know, at least fifty percent is getting in the playoffs. Yeah, except for Major League Baseball, and fourteen teams wouldn't even be fifty percent of Major League Baseball. So I don't understand that, uh, really. So Rob, Manfred- I didn't understand the like the fourteen team format for a wild card. Yeah, yeah no, it didn't make sense that. If two teams went up against each other and there was a certain amount of games between them in the series, one team would have to win three games, the other team would have to win two. It was it was messed up how they really thought about doing that. Like it's it one doesn't thing, have to be that complicated. One thing well, that they did uh, agree on that I really liked was if a rookie player wins, I forgot what awards they were. If he finishes um, first or second for rookie of the year, yeah, then you a year get of a service year is off, off of your. It, that's it amazing. Sense. Yeah. That's awesome. I and think I'm sure the players really pushed for that. I really think if you're playing in Triple A, it should count toward your service time. Triple A is tough. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Because because it's not that same it? competitive level. You got a lot of guys. That I are understand, older. but you're at a point where you could be 26 years old and only played three years of Major League Baseball, and you still you got to wait till you're 30 to be a free agent. Keep yeah. those players in double A if you don't want it to count toward their service time. Yeah. Only call players up to triple A you know are ready to get there. And if you got a player wasting away for seven years in triple A, then there's a problem. He's yeah. not gonna he's not gonna let him go out and see if there's a team that'll let him play major league baseball. Yeah. So Rob Manford put out a letter to the fans earlier. Mm. And I have the whole letter here. Go ahead and read it. Feel free to interrupt whenever. To our fans, I had hoped against hope that I would not have to be in the position of canceling games. We worked hard to avoid an outcome that is bad for our fans, bad for our players, and bad for our clubs. I want to assure our fans that our failure to reach an agreement was not due to a lack of effort on the part of either party. That's true. They met for 30 minutes one day. I'm talking in the last two weeks. I mean, listen, when you have seemingly all the time in the world, there's not going to be as much much motivation to negotiate. Yeah. It wasn't until they set that deadline that they really started pushing. To put the hammer down. The players came here for nine days, worked hard, and tried to make a deal, and I appreciate their effort. Our committee of club representatives committed to the process, offered compromise after compromise, and hung in past the deadline to exhaust all efforts to reach an agreement. So far, we have failed to achieve our mutual, mutual goal of a fair deal. The unfortunate thing is that the agreement we have offered has huge benefits for fans and the players alike. We have listened to the Players Association throughout the process. Primary goal of the Players Association has been to increase pay for younger players. As I've said previously, we agree and share that goal. We offer to raise minimum salary to $700,000, which is $130,000 more than 2021. We offer which to create I an- believe is a fair amount. That's yes, a fair amount. That is a fair amount. We offer to create an annual bonus pool of $30 million for the very best young players in the sport. They're off on that, I believe, by $30 million. Still, I think the players so. want closer to sixty. Yeah, 
In total, we are offering a 33% raise to two-thirds of MLB players and adding more than $100 million annually in additional compensation for younger players. The proposal also addressed players and fan concern about issues like service time and competitive issues. Baseball would, for the first time, have a draft lottery, the most aggressive in professional sports. I don't agree with a draft lottery. I don't either. No? No, because... I haven't seen much of the new drafts, though. Draft lottery or not, I mean, your bad teams are still going to be incredibly bad. And I think, you know... Especially with how many players they get, too. Baseball is the sport where I think there's the biggest gap between your best team and your worst team. Yeah. And a lot of that shows with, you know, how many games there are, and you can only put so many people out there. Baseball, I feel like, is also just the sport of the you know, nameless draft pick. Yeah, it know? seems like the draft matters the least in baseball. Oh, yeah. It's really just... Because you, you don't see so any of those draft picks. picks the majority of the time yeah. until four yeah. or five years down the road. That is and you also, draft. you see a fair amount of very, very low draft picks do just as well as very, very high draft picks. Like, in baseball, it varies very widely. It seems like a lot more you'd be getting players from the international pool where that money... We were talking about earlier how much you could spend in that. And, you know, rule five drafts and stuff like that. You can keep going, Eric. Uh, also, for the first time ever, we first time ever, we agreed to an incentive system to encourage clubs to promote top prospects to the opening day roster. We proposed that the first and second place finishers of rookie of the year will receive a full year of service. Makes sense. The MLBPA announced asked to make free agency more robust. For the first time ever, we agreed to eliminate direct draft pick compensation, a change the MLB EPA has sought for decades. On the competitive balance tax side, we offered a significantly larger first-year increase than the last two agreements, bearing in mind that competitive balance tax is the only mechanism in the agreement that protects some semblance of a level playing field among clubs. The international draft would have more fairly allocated talent among the clubs and reduced abuses in some international markets. We listened to our fans. The expanded playoffs will bring the excitement of meaningful September baseball and postseason baseball to fans in more of our markets. While you preferred 14 teams, when the format became a significant obstacle, we listened to the players and offered a compromise with the 12-team format. Finally, we offered a procedural agreement that will allow for the timely implementation of sorely needed rules like the pitch timer and the elimination of shifts to improve the entertainment value of the game on the field. I understand, yes. I understand that, you know, if you want to be able yeah. to change rules as you see fit that makes sense and a lot of baseball purists hate that ton of them ton of them and yes we agree to the universal dh which i also hate i also dislike that as well so what is next the calendar dictates we're not going to be able to play the first two series of regular season games and they are officially canceled we are prepared to continue negotiations we have been informed that the mlbpa is headed back to new york meaning that no agreement is possible until at least thursday Currently, camps cannot meaningfully operate until at least March 8th, leaving only 23 days before opening day. And that's just assuming that they get a deal done. On Thursday. On Thursday. Yeah, and the players and owners have agreed that no matter when an agreement is reached, you need at least a four-week spring training period. Yeah, that's bullshit. Well, you you need need a camp. No, I don't. We played without an agreement in 94, and the players went on strike in August, forcing the cancellation of that year's World Series. The Montreal Expos say hi. And that could be like a – like I understand that fear if you're Rob, Rob Manfred. 
you know, you don't want to call the players back just to hey say, hey, we're operating. We're not under CBA right now. We are striking. That's worse for the league for them to strike midseason. That's egg on their face. To, than to not play a season, in my opinion. I don't know. I feel like either outcome for the MLB right now is dire straits. You're you're really on the ropes here if you're the MLB. You've been falling in popularity. You were finally gaining some back over the last couple of years, and now this is just absolutely ruining any type of ground you gained. A, a big thing, I believe, and now it's the MLB, the player representatives have gone back to New York. And they cannot negotiate until Thursday. The owners and the players, I think they said, when yeah, the that's owner delegation letter, gets up yes. there. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's next? I mean, without a deadline set, it's really hard to imagine there's going to be that much pressing when it comes to getting a deal done. You know, over the course mm-hmm. of the last 24 hours, you saw like what, like seven or eight proposals exchanged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You might see one a day. You'd think the thought of losing money would make them go a little faster here, but apparently not. Yeah. You also have to remember they're fighting for, in their minds, a lot more than just the little bit of money they might lose if they don't play a couple games this season or if even the season gets canceled because in their, you know, for what they're fighting for, they're fighting for more money for everybody for the future. If you start paying the you know the newer players more, that means more larger contracts as they get uh, you know uh, further advanced in the league. From what it seems that the MLB is for paying them a little bit more, they've already offered them a hundred. Yeah, but I mean they don't want to. The league doesn't want to increase the luxury tax. The players do Mm -hmm. because the players. you know, let's be flat out here. They don't want to go to those smaller markets in free agency. They want to have the freedom to give teams more. They want teams to have more flexibility. So they have the freedom to go to bigger markets when the times come, you know, for free agency. But uh, it's a really interesting crossroads between the players and the owners. Unlike anything I feel like we have ever seen in a collective bargaining agreement in professional sports, because, from a Major League Baseball owner's point of view, it has not been secret that there's been a decline in popularity, attendance taking hits, television ratings taking hits. Even uh, Rob Manfred said the past five years financially have been tough, even though they te- even though they claim they turned a ten billion dollar profit uh, last season or in 2019. Um, if you're the owners, you're trying to fight to save the popularity of the game which it, it seems like a little more farsighted, I guess you would say. Because you're trying to keep interest up and keep as many people interested in the game as possible. That's why you have a lower salary tax. That's why you you know, give some advantage to a market like Kansas City, a market like Oakland, that smaller market where it's tougher to bring in talent. And if you're the players, yeah, you want everybody to get a piece of this pie. You want your younger players to benefit off the CBA. They don't want to feel like they're being taken advantage of. But it's a little more short-sighted, in my opinion. And there's reason. There's a ton of reason behind why both sides are feeling this way. It's going to be hard 
it's going to be really hard to find common ground. I mean, if they had all of these proposals over the past couple of days and they're still, you know, $30 million apart on your international pool money and you're still, I think it's $40 million apart on luxury tax and neither side's really been willing to budge either way. It's tough. It's tough. It, Major League Baseball's at a crossroads. The interest isn't there that you can just field any product and people will come out to watch, as we've seen. We've seen good teams turn bad attendance numbers. Yep. <clears throat> it's, it's a really interesting spot. At what point do you think MLB would just give in? <laughs> they might not, though. I don't think they will. Yeah. Well, I think also part of the problem is that the MLB won't conform. They're playing games at 2 o'clock on a Tuesday. Like, what are you doing? You can't play games at 2 o'clock on a Tuesday in Minnesota. Who the fuck's going to go to a game? No one cares. No one's going to take off of work to go watch the Twins get smacked around by somebody. No one gives a fuck. So the, the issue is the MLB is looking at this like it's still – 160 years ago and everybody can just flippantly go out and watch the team that just came from all the way from New York to come play here because they're here once a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's, that's not what it is anymore. You guys it's, you can't play 160 games. I know Zach might not agree with me, but I think you need to shorten it. You need to shorten it to at least 120, maybe 130 but you got to be okay with 130. Anything less than 120, 130 would just be, you know, but you got to You, you have to shorten it. it. You don't need to play that many games. You it's don't. not necessary. And that's part of what's killing it. You are oversaturating the market with games. You don't need that many. The, the most popular sport in the country only plays fucking 17 of them <laughs> before the playoffs. That's, Partially because of the physicality of the sport, though. It is. You can't play every yeah, day. Like, but, you can't but play every look day at their football. numbers every week. Everybody tunes in to watch because it's once a week and everything is on the line right here, right now. Also, every on a, game on matters. Best day of the week to do nothing on a Sunday. I mean, listen, Trish, I, I mean, he makes a great point. It's not the way it used to be. Like, yeah. let's say you were in, I don't know. Detroit. Name a city with an old team. Detroit. Let's say you're in Detroit and the Yankees are coming to town and you get to see players like Mantle. Before that, you get to see players like DiMaggio and Garrig and Ruth. And that's what you get to see when they come to town, I don't know, once every three months, only and twice out the of the only, season. That's the only time you get to see them. It's not like when they're away, you get to just flip on TV yeah. and, oh, there they are. You can you hear them the on like, the radio, but it's not the same. You got yeah. to see the result in the newspaper. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> a day later, hopefully, <laughs> when it was good. If you're lucky. Um, it's not that anymore. And, and you know, as technology got, has gone on, you would think that'd be great because it's more exposure for sports leagues, but it's, it's too much baseball. I Listen, I have been um, against interleague play. I've, I've said it on this podcast. I, don't, I really don't feel like there's a need for interleague play. Um. You said it last week, right? Yeah. So, if for the, for the people who want it because they fought so hard to get it in '98, two weeks of interleague play, two weeks, alternate every six seven seasons who you're playing, stuff like that. 
And I, listen, I'd like to play a hundred max 140. I got to cut at least 20 games out of this. I would like to play 120 game schedule. You play the teams in your division anywhere between 17 and 20 times. If you want to even out series, let's, let's make it 16 times you would play. So you get two home series, two away series out of it against your division. And you would play other teams in your league. Um, you only need three game series against them. Let's say you play them six times a year, one in each spot. And then you got your two weeks interleague play. I mean, and listen, there's no need, in my opinion, for Major League Baseball to start in March, uh, regular season, for that matter. Yeah, and there's nothing, like listen, baseball. if Man. you're going to play the game in the summer, there's nothing you can do with the overlap of the sports leagues. You know, you're going to overlap the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, NFL regular season. But I'd want to overlap as little as the NFL regular season as possible. So maybe you keep the game starting on April 1st, April 2nd, and you cut most of September baseball. You make that playoffs and make the World Series October if need be. Just so you, if you have to compete with football, you only have to compete with the first four weeks, which do see the lowest ratings in football the first four weeks. Um, I mean, that's what I would do. I, it's just people wouldn't go for it because it's been 162 games forever, but everything has changed. It was 162 games, it was fine. Because, you know, let's say there's 162 games and there was 10 teams in the AL. So if you were 20 games out behind a team, you might still play them 10 times, 12 times. You had a chance to catch up. But there's so many of these late season matchups where I'm watching a 40-win Cardinal team or a 40-win Oriole team play an 80-win Yankee team. And there's no way, unless the Yankees lost out and the Orioles won out, that they're going to catch them. There's no way. It means nothing. Like back then, like now you have teams eliminated in July. Back then, yeah, Not the gap was still as huge, but you played more division games. There was a better chance you could catch up. Like how, when the Miracle Mets won in 69, how many games out were they? Uh, I think they were like 13. 13. And they probably saw a lot of whatever there. division they were in that stretched the end of the season. Like, now you can be 13 games out. I know September baseball is mostly division games, but now if you're 13 games out in August and you're running series against, I don't know, the Yankees two games because they played the Yankees in September last year. Let's say you're playing the Yankees. You're playing a team below you in the in the league standing. So let's say Miami. My, no, no, no. They're, they're in the division. Just give me one in the league. Um, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Like, you would have to sweep Pittsburgh to stay interesting. You take two out of three, and who cares? That was 10 games back, by the way. That was it? I thought there were yeah, more. I thought it was more, too. Some miracle they pulled off. I mean, it's still pretty impressive. <laughs> what are you talking about? Some miracles, Zach. Okay. Well, the season also ended a month earlier then. It did, yeah. Because they used to really play every day. Oh, yeah. There were, like, no There days. were no breaks. No <laughs> like, days off. You would go out on a road trip and you would be gone for like a month and a half. Yep. <laughs> and then at the end of that, let's say just awful 40 game road trip, you would take a train ride back one day, one travel day. Yeah. And you'd and be ready to it. go for your homestand. <laughs> it, it, it's. And there's a great point made today on MLB Network. Um, when there was a strike in 95. There was only one way to get baseball visually, and that was to watch it on TV. 
to flip on whatever cable network you had or whatever satellite dish you were picking up, whatever antenna you were picking up, radio signal. And you were watching your local game or the one nationally televised game they had. Now there's an oversaturation of sports. I can have whatever sport I want whenever I want it. Yeah. And as we get further, I mean, what, what's going on here soon? March Madness? Yep. Although they really won't have to compete with college basketball. But, I mean, it could trigger some basketball fans to watch the NBA playoffs, to watch, you know, the National Hockey League playoffs. MLS season starts soon. NBA, uh, NFL training camp starting USFL. in July, August. USFL. If that uh, plays. It's going to play. That oh, you know. Sorry, what, what do you mean, Zach? Well, I, well, you didn't see what I put that in the chat lawsuit? last night about the lawsuit? They were, they're trying, they're trying to stop the start of the season. Old USFL owners are suing. For using the likeness. Copyright. Is, yeah. Yeah. Do they have a case? They have all the, all the team names or the teams from the original USFL. I don't think they withheld any of the trademarks, though. Oh, they didn't know. So then maybe not, but. But listen, the USFL is chugging along like it's going to happen. Yeah, it is. And they got a big enough network behind them that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the other thing Isn't is this. <laughs> Minor league baseball is happening. Independent league baseball is happening. Yeah, but no, th- th- there's no interest in that. No I real think, interest in that. I think there'll be a little influx in college baseball. Oh, there but... will be. There will be, but not to the amount. Like, let's say I'm a diehard baseball fan. I'll be watching. Let's say, baseball. let's say, no, no, let's say, please just listen to my hypothetical. I know I am. Let's <laughs> say I live in Seattle. Diehard Mariner fan. That sucks. And June rolls around and they're still not playing baseball. When does the MLS season start? Uh, already has. Oh, it yeah. already has. Yeah, I think it was. Okay. Sorry, last week. Let's say June rolls around. They're still not playing baseball. And well, the Sounders are having a good year. Start watching some of their games. And, you know, they're good. I'm interested. And, okay, it's July now. Baseball's coming back. Okay. But I'm kind of already invested in the Sounders season. And, oh, there's a big game for the Sounders on Sunday. And, you know, Mariners got the Astros in town. Both home. Yeah, am I going to go see the Astros? It's a big game for the Sounders. I mean, I know it's the yeah. Astros division rival, but it's going to be tough. As people get interested in other stuff, it's going to be tough. Cause I mean, Seahawks training camp is starting here end of the month, and that'll just get me revved up for football season where I really forget about baseball anyway. <laughs> so why am I going to get committed to this, you know, Mariners team that hasn't played all year is in a you know I'll, I'll pick up I'll pick up if they make the playoffs. Okay, let's say they make the playoffs. Well, the wild card game Sunday. Seahawks got the Rams. They wouldn't put the wild card game on a Sunday. I don't think. Okay, the wild card game's Monday. Seahawks got the Rams. What am I gonna watch? Game three of the. ALDS is tonight? Hmm. It's a big football game tonight. Thursday night. Russ got the Niners. Russ got the Niners. Niners are in town. Ah, If they win, I'll catch up. They just keep pushing it down the line. 
See, Seattle's the perfect city to do that for, though. Yeah. So. Try to think of other ones. I mean, Seattle's really the one. Well, yeah, because they haven't been good in a very long time. Or take one with a basketball team. Well, it's the basketball playoffs. I'll, I'll really get involved into baseball after the basketball playoffs. Let's take a different market. Let's say. I got a good one. What is it? I was going to say Miami. Colorado Rapids are good this year. No, no, no. Do, do one with a with a basketball team that are going a deep run. Well, I was going to say, I was going to say the Avalanche. Yeah, the Avalanche. I was going to say the Avalanche. Are, yeah, mm, Nuggets. Nuggets are good. Nuggets are good. I'll, I'll pick up. I'll pick up on the Rockies when uh, you know, when baseball starts again. When, when a- after after the playoffs. But man. Okay. Well. Rah. All right. Well, the Nuggets went to the finals, and now the NBA finals goes into July. So let's say it's early July. Well, they just won in six games, and yeah. There's a week here of Rockies games I'm going to watch. But after but, that, I mean, it's really just all Broncos training camp. But still, you're recovering from the parade at that point. Yeah. It's, you got yeah. you got a, a week of partying today. All right. Now we're saying Denver's winning it all. <laughs> you never know. Sure. Well, I'm saying, for the, Zach, yeah. I'm saying for the Avalanche, there's a good shot. Yeah, Avalanche. Well, I, I, I want to go out and watch some practices of the Broncos because they have open practices. Why? I'd rather do that than go to a Rockies game where they're getting their shit kicked in. Yeah. And repeat in multiple markets, mm-hmm. in multiple households, because there's always something to watch now on TV, especially when it comes to sports. Furthermore, if you go to the Southern markets, oh man, there's a race on Sunday. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, last week of August, that's, getting that's week zero too. college football. Yeah. <laughs> it's, dude, it's going to be tough. Recipe for disaster. If baseball has to compete with sports on TV, they lose. Nowadays, they lose nine times out of ten. Unless it's play- oh, yeah, even playoffs. They probably even playoffs. Even playoffs yeah. so Playoff games don't outrate Sunday Night Football. Yeah, World no. Series is the only one that does. And it's close. And it's close. Yeah, yeah <laughs> very close. Depending on the game, games, I'd say one through three. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know when there's a clear winner? If there is by that point, but usually if it's like 3 0 or you, you just tell, there's probably a lot of people that say, All right, I'm gonna go watch. I, I would say your only baseball game in the NBA finals or in the MLB in the World Series. I don't know why I said NBA finals because I got basketball on next to me, but your only game in the World Series that would definitely outrate a football game, yeah. it would have to be a perfect storm. It, it, I see you saying seven, but it would have to be a perfect storm. Because let me tell you, game seven of Nats Astros. Yeah, game, nobody. Game, yeah, game seven Nats Astros is not outdoing Packers Bears Sunday night football, no. Monday night football, Saturday if they put a Saturday game on. Packers Bears ain't doing outdoing Bama Georgia on a Saturday night. Football is king, and it's the best part of baseball season. They their their tagline is the only thing that matters is October. The best part of baseball season is fall smack dab in the middle of football season. Yep. And that's where you suffer. Because the NFL has grown the game to the point almost like where baseball used to be. I need to watch this guy play. I need to see what Patrick Mahomes is going to do on Sunday. I don't need to see what Aaron Judge is going to do. He's playing tomorrow. And it's always, he's playing tomorrow. That's what it is. It's too much. It's an oversaturation and they lose because it's not everybody wants to tune in and see something they never seen before. And that doesn't really happen in baseball that much. 
Like every We're week counting. in the NFL, you have a new thing happening. There's always a must-see thing every day, every Sunday in the National Football League. It doesn't happen every day in baseball. It just doesn't. Not anymore. So game seven of Nats Astros had 23 million viewers. Uh, what was the date on that? The date, it was the, also the least watched World Series game seven ever. Yeah. So um, game seven, Nats Astros took place game, on October 30th, game, 2019. Game seven's this decade. Cubs Indians, 40 million viewers. Yeah, that was the big one because it was the Cubs ending the drought. I mean, Astros. the MLB, it's been no secret. The, NF, the MLB has wanted Yankees Dodgers to be the World Series in the worst way so they can get those two major media markets to zone in on the game. When the final four, you had Houston, the Yankees, the Dodgers, and whoever the hell they were playing, when that was it, they were in their glory because it was a ton of eyes on baseball. Well, the Dodgers were playing the Cubs. Bingo. Yeah. That was everything. Like, you're basically your four biggest markets in the country. Everybody's watching. And I bet you the MLB was pissed when the Astros won that World Series. Ignore the whole cheating thing. Yeah. But that's your four biggest markets, the four biggest cities in this in the country. All right, so that New game York. took place on October 30th. Was there an MLB – was there an NFL game that night? No, there wasn't. No. And don't kid yourself. We were all watching. Cubs. So that was game seven, right? Yeah. These are all game sevens. I'm going to list. Was there a game on the 28th of that series? The 2016 World Series? Was that 2016? No, no, the Nats, the Nats Astros won 2019. Oh. So just oh. look up the dates for the 20, because we'll compare. I mean, because that means games, um, game six was elimination. Game five um, was an elimin. was it? Yeah, no, maybe. Tone, do you have a 2019 calendar up by chance? I'll just bring up the dates of the World Series, because they no, skip days I have, and stuff. I have, I have the days. I just don't have what days of the week they were. Well, I just need dates. I don't need. Okay. October 22nd. Okay. October 23rd. You said October 22nd? 22nd. Okay. October 23rd. No. October 25th. Okay. No football. October 26th. No football. October 27th. Football. Okay. Yeah, it's game five. Game five. What was the series? 2 2? Uh, I believe uh series was 2 2. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I will look up. I will look up the TV. Viewer. Look up look up the viewership for game five because Sunday night football on the twenty seventh was a doozy. What was it? It was the seven and one Green Bay Packers and the five and three uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Was Sunday night football. Do you know what Sunday night football's oh here it is. World Series game five ratings crushed by NFL. <laughs> I didn't even need to look it up. Uh Sunday's Astros Nationals game five had 11.39 million viewers on Fox. Uh, Sunday what, night football. Dude, it wasn't even the highest watch game that day. The highest watch game was Peyton Manning's. Uh, oh, no, this is a different year. This is a different year. Sunday this is ridiculous, though, this stat I just came across. 18.32 million. That's crazy. What, what was that you came across, Tom? So... Oddly enough, a couple years back in 2015, um, look up the 2015 World Series for me. 
Who was that? Royals and Nets. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that was a, a ratings magnet. Yeah, I was going to say. Your B team in New York versus Kansas City. Although this one might be a little more telling because Sunday Night Football that year was also Packers Chiefs. If there was an overlap in, in games, right. that means you have the same market going. You want me to read the dates again? Sure. October 27th. Give me a second. October 27th. Okay. Okay. No football. Uh, this is one of those weird years on football where the weeks aren't, it doesn't match up the same. Okay. So no, it wasn't. All right. I remember this one, November 1st. Was that Sunday? Yeah. November 1st was a Sunday. Yeah. That's game five. That's the last game of the series. (laughs) The last game of the series goes up against Aaron Rodgers versus Peyton Manning on Sunday Night Football. All right, let's see. In their last meeting against each other, where Peyton Manning outdueled Aaron Rodgers by quite a bit. Aaron Rodgers threw for 77 yards. Uh, World Series up in winning game five. Okay. Um, do, do, do. 17.2 million people watched game five. Uh, 2015 NFL. Sunday Night Football, 23 million. Yeah. That's an ass The deciding game of the world, an elimination game of the World Series. Lost to a, a game that basically meant nothing on the standings against two teams in different conferences. It just so happened to be Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers. It, that's not even fathomable 30 years ago. In fact, last night's Bronco Packer game was the most watched week eight primetime game since 23.3 million tuned in to watch the Minnesota Vikings and Chicago Bears in 1993. And you look at that and go, yeah, it's Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. It should generate large viewership. But I hear, I hear America's pastime in an elimination game in your biggest event of the year. The Royals. It's not beating out Mets. a regular season week eight game. Doesn't That's help. It doesn't help that it's the Royals and Mets, though. It's still. It's still though. It's still the world. Still. Yeah. It's still also the New York market. Like granted, the B market, but still the it's, market. It's it doesn't matter. It's still the New York market. It's still a ridiculously large market of fans. It shouldn't. It shouldn't lose. I. I've ne- There's never been anything to compare. It, but it's amazing how you can look at the trajectories of each league. And you can just watch them passing each other. One's on the way up and one's on the way down. I'm trying to think of a moment where you got that real X, where they cross paths. Because baseball got an uptick in the early 2000s. Is it Tom Brady? Is early 2000s, say, just post 9-11, let's say 2002 season? Well, I think you saw Bonds, Clemens, Pedro that error go out and you couldn't replace him. And it just got dwarfed by the national football league because the national football league has been growing since the sixties. The NFL now is the larger than life personas. Yeah. But the last 20 years have been crazy for it. It's like the last 10 years of the NBA. Major league baseball is the third most popular sport in the country, but they're most popular league. Wouldn't shock me in a few years with their fourth. 
Don't don't give me that MLS garbage. No, baseball will beat soccer. Americans will never truly embrace soccer. MLS is in a weird spot. They're kind of spreading themselves out a little too thin. I also didn't say it was MLS, but I'm just saying they're going to be the fourth most popular. Okay, well, that British stuff doesn't count. What British stuff? They, they primarily when you're on really? at nine a.m. on Sunday and there's nothing else to watch. Yeah, I guess you win. Yeah, congratulations, you're winning. But you let me tell you, there. Americans would rather watch Jags Jets at nine a.m. than any Manchester United game. Very true. Take that to the majority bank. of them. Yeah. Well, then I'm waking up at eight thirty. I'm scrambling to set my lineup. I'm yeah, I'm dazed. not worried. I'm not worried about soccer. On Sunday mornings, I wake up at 11, get ready for the games by 12, 1 o'clock. And that's my day. <laughs> so what's the date for baseball? What's the date where you say if it's not done by this day, the season's canceled? I'd, I'd say if it's not June 1st and we don't have a fucking deal done, there's a problem. I'm, I'm very close to you, Zach. I would have said June 14th. I'm not going to say June because Major League Baseball just put on a season that started, what, July 30th? Yeah, but we don't want to see another one of those seasons. We would don't. Would you rather that over no baseball? <sighs> would the owners rather that over no baseball? Would yeah. the players rather that over no baseball? Yeah. Just because, I don't know. Just because I some baseball like... fans, like, want that. say that, Whatever the Dodgers did in 20 is well, see, yeah, that's, not right. That's wrong. That's I just don't want to see a half a season. I don't want to see, I wanted to see. But you'd rather no season? No, but. That's why yeah, I, think the, also, I think the day is July 1st. You also still have players that are upset from that shortened season last time because they were pissed off. They were getting paid uh, less money because they were playing less games. So you're just going to have the same complaints from those same players. No, and then you'll be no you won't. Deal. And here's why. Because as of right now, everybody knows the deal. You're not getting paid for the games not being played. In 2020, yeah, that wasn't... nobody knew whether if it was going to be a 60-game season, if you'll get full pay. Nobody knew. That had to be negotiated. As of right now, everybody knows the deal. Games that aren't being played, you ain't getting game checks. Yeah, all right. That's the that last out and the season had to be thrown together like in 2020. Yeah. That's why I say July 1st. And there's nobody happier right now. I mean, not that they were that much of a competitor, but March Madness doesn't have to compete with the opening week of baseball. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure CBS and their networks are loving this. The NBA, the stretch of the season doesn't have to deal with USFL's loving this too. USFL, yeah, oh, dude, yeah. if it goes another two or three weeks, they're going to be loving this. Yeah. Because a Saturday afternoon is going to be great because there's going to be no baseball and you're going to get day football. You're and you know it. who else yeah. is loving this? Your local minor league and independent league teams. Yeah, because yeah. the tennis at the gate will be higher than ever. Yep. I think, I think hockey's loving this too because they love to put day games in the playoffs on weekends. Don't kid yourself, Zach. In desperate need, you'd go to Sussex County if this goes on till April, May. Yeah. For baseball. Probably. I was thinking about going and watch a Roan game eventually. Eventually. 
But oh, my I God. mean, it, it's such a it, it's just such a weird spot. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like you guys need not you guys like Major League Baseball. They need to get done by that date by yeah. by March first. By at least the All Star break. Well, no, I'm saying by the de- deadline that was earlier, what, yesterday or today, whatever it was. Today at five, wasn't it? Te- it, it was a self-imposed yeah. deadline. It was, uh, it was Monday. They needed it by Monday. or they were Well, no, they to- extended it into they today. Because yeah. they were making progress. Because the final, the MLB owner's final offer needed to be voted on by five o'clock today. I'd even argue June more because... You do need that four. Apparently, you need obviously you need that four weeks of spring training. That's why I said July because they're July first because that would put you in line with what happened the entire course of the twenty twenty season. Yeah, but I'd like it, it, ideal world. You'd like to have regular season July August. I could also see that four week period turning into a two week period at your home stadiums as we move days. deeper into the calendar. Yeah. It's a it's it's a crazy situation. It's it's it it's gonna hurt either way. It's gonna hurt the popularity of the sport, the money it brings in. And for the people out there saying Rob Manfred wanted this, he sat through ninety-five or ninety-four, whenever it was. He knew, he knows what this does. And it's going to be harder now to rebound than it was then, and they didn't have an easy time doing it then. Because we'd rather lose the beginning of the season than the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's going to wrap up this episode. Our first. Do you guys see what happened with the New York Liberty? Yeah, let's touch on that real quick. That's a really crazy situation. That's a weird story. So the New York Liberty asked the WNBA if they could take private jets everywhere charter flights no 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 originally it was private jets jets? yeah Yeah. and the WNBA said no because not every team can afford it and that gives you an unfair advantage so they started chartering flights and the WNBA found out about that and said no you can't do this because not every team can afford it and then the WNBA came or the Liberty came to WNBA said we found a way in the budget of the league to make sure every team can afford this and the WNBA went, no, find them. How much? $500,000. $500,000 and could potentially terminate the club. What? Which is that shit. Something. Just because they're That's a crazy rich enough story. to afford a private jet, they get axed from the league? Yeah, I mean, if the owner of the Liberty could get better, get richer owners who can afford yeah. this. And the Honestly. WNBA players are pissed. That's ridiculous. That's a crazy situation. Yeah. Well, it all comes down to money. That's what it is. No, I understand. But if you have the money to do it, and the New York Liberty proposed a plan where every team would be able to do this, I think if you're a a team, you really shouldn't be upset. No. No, if you're a team like the Liberty doing this, I'd be pissed. This really shouldn't be against the rules. Well, No, it shouldn't be against the rules at all. But it's... They're now embarrassed. They have egg on their face because they came back and went, look, we have this whole plan already drawn up. So now the rumors fly that, oh, they're going to get thrown out because they pissed off the league. Well, it's not rumors. This is fact. Like, this is reported. It's in the 
Leagues CBA, yeah, I would imagine. Liberty, like one of the biggest teams in the yeah, w- that's yeah. why they yeah. probably wouldn't terminate him. But anything that outside of basketball operations that brings an unfair advantage to your club is D is grounds for club termination. Termination. I don't know. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. The other, the, other like, the other potential punishment I saw was a loss of draft picks, like you cannot believe, was what I heard. They'd probably just drown him for three years. Yeah. Oh, it might be longer than that. Five? You can't do more than five. You Ten can't years. do more be than five. Five, five doesn't years. equate to five hundred thousand dollars. I can tell you that much. Ten years of first round draft. Oh. It just seems like you know you're the WNBA. You can't be shooting one of your large market teams in the foot like that. Your largest market team. Yeah, your largest. I don't. You're think. like your entire fan base. You can't do that. You you have a ceiling of how much you're gonna bring in. Absolutely. And that would cut it down significantly if you got rid <laughs> there, of the new Liberty. That would be a majority. Well, like, NBA has been taking, uh, I think, steps forward in trying to get better, you know, well, uh, deals, TV deals. Trying Them to getting their- that TV deal with ESPN really helped. That's, yeah. So they've been taking large steps forward trying to become a more prominent league and, like, actually be able to afford to pay their players the way the NBA or the NHL or any of these other major... But you, you still need to bring in money gate-wise and merchandise-wise. And yeah. New York Liberty is the biggest team to do that. I mean, yeah, there's a team in L.A. That's the Sparks, I believe. And then you have the Chicago Sky. Mm-hmm. Those are the biggest three. Those are your big teams. The issue of charter flights led to cancellation of a game in 2018. Yeah, so yeah. why wouldn't you just want them to have <laughs> private planes? <laughs> you can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't shoot your big market team in the foot like that. In my opinion, it's just that you're already hanging on by a thread. As the WNBA, you're really struggling to to push through and try to, you know, break into the big market, and you're gonna you're gonna handicap yourself like that right off the bat. But with that being said, you at least have to make it look good. Because you need to, even if you have no intention on terminating the New York Liberty, you need to make it look good. Because what if this was a team like the Connecticut Sun doing this? Yeah, You'd probably be a little more inclined to terminate the team for violating the rules. Or you'd at least consider a little bit more. So you have to make it, at least from the outside looking in, look good. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, if they come to you with that whole drawn-up plan on, look, everybody in the league can afford this because if we do it like this, then why wouldn't you just go, okay, and then adapt that plan that they drew up for you? Like or they put it up to a vote with the teams. Forward. Yeah, the at owners. least let the owners vote on it. Like, you're just going to completely dismiss the team and say, no, whatever. You're yeah, still no, breaking I, the rules. It doesn't well, like. If they've already done all of the work and they can show you exactly how it would be affordable for every team to do it. Why not listen at the very least? The Liberty didn't even charter their first round playoff game in Phoenix to push back on the league's million dollar fine that they originally had. Before they they got it down to 500,000. Million dollars. They're doing it the second half of last season. But never really formally presented to the Liberty as a punishment, but the WNBA says a million dollars of fines formally, but never really formally presented as a punishment. 
by the way, Howard Magdal, the guy that wrote this piece, did a fantastic job. It was really good. That's a really it was good really good put out. Like it caught my attention scrolling through social media. It was like, huh? And I'm not one to usually look at WNBA news. Like it's not my thing. Basketball really you. isn't my thing. Yeah. But I saw that and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I, <laughs> what do you mean I text- we're talking termination of a club? Because <laughs> I texted you that and I was like, what's this about? Also, the WNBA's New York Liberty moved out of MSG to Westchester, a year of Westchester County Center with a capacity of less than 3,000, and now they're at Barclays Center. Yeah. I remember when they played at uh, Prudential. Prudential, yeah. They also played at Radio City Music Hall. That's a cool vibe. Yeah, that is. I would fuck heavy with Radio City Music Hall. Don't really know how the seating configuration would work, but Radio City Everybody on one side. Yeah. (laughs) Also, Mark Davis went out and paid his new coach, Becky Hammond, a million dollars a year because coaching salaries aren't in the CBA and the charter still. Becky Hammond is a coach for the Liberty? No, the Las Vegas Aces. Oh. Mark Davis owns that? Yeah. Does he go to games? Probably. Because I imagine he wears the same thing he wears to Raiders games. (laughs) (laughs) All white, bowl cut, $1,000 bowl cut. That's crazy. How much did he pay? A million dollars a year. Well, it seems like Mark Davis is doing the Al Davis thing just in the WNBA. Because, the, again, coaches aren't in the CBA. So he can pay whatever they want. Star flights are. Hmm. Uh, the same, uh, this is NWSL. Um, CBA closed down the ability for players to report late from overseas commitments. Wonder how much like WNBA players are getting paid. It's compared to I, I know compared like, to NBA, it's... your professional sports leagues, the other your other professional sports leagues, not a lot. But again, TV then, deals. But that still like that's got to change. Yeah, I mean, captain. I know obvious here, but like, I mean, it comes down to just a, a television. You know that I mean, you look at every the, the same way every single sports league has grown. It's been television deals. And I mean, if you're the WNBA, I think you really, really should uh, dive headfirst into the betting landscape. I, I think mean, that's is, where you really need to be. This is marketing 101. Yeah, you dive into that. You get a TV deal. You, you got to go heavy, heavy betting. That's why you would ideally want teams everywhere where mobile sports betting is legal at the very least. Even in-person betting, if it's not legal on your phones, you know that that's that's I, I think that's where you got to be with that league. Because while there is some good basketball being played in the WNBA, it's just not generating the same interest. But that's gonna wrap this episode. Uh, we will not be on Friday. Uh, we have other commitments, but if there is an MLB deal reached here in the coming days, we will do an episode on the spot that day. It'll be a short one, though, probably. Yeah. So. As of right now, we're scheduled for next Tuesday for an episode. And we will see you then for an episode of Too Many Men. Bye, everybody.